Hi, I'm Mia. And I'm Alex. And this is the Leftist Podcast. All right, guys. So just like our GBIs, we are online this week because of the goddamn hurricane. The second one of the season, all the way in fucking November. But speaking of all the way in November, something just passed this past week. Uh, the midterm elections. Woo! Yeah, you might have heard about it. Just might have heard about them. And basically, if you don't know what the midterm elections are, which I don't know how you would know that if you're listening to this podcast, but... It's just the elections that happen in the middle of a president's term. And usually they're like a referendum on how the people feel about the current president's office and their stuff that they're getting passed and things like that. So the actions they're taking. But this year was a little bit different. And we're going to get into that in a second. But I also just want to make the make a note that at, at this time, it's November 10th, uh, Thursday. So two days after the election at approximately 3 p.m. So... There's some stuff that's still undecided that might change. We don't know 100%. So if anything changes, we will update you guys on the Instagram probably. But just so that we don't get crucified by being wrong about anything, I'm going to make that little distinction right there. (laughs) And like you were saying about it normally being a referendum on the party in power, uh, a lot of people were predicting this like ginormous red wave to come through. And that is just not what happened i I was very scared on tuesday i had the polls open on my phone literally all day long and wednesday morning i think i woke up to like probably 15 texts from alex like updating me throughout the night of what was happening and uh so much relief i felt when i woke up and realized the red wave was not what everyone was predicting Mm -hmm. yeah i literally had to take an exam that night too and i was like kind of fucked up that they made an exam on the day of the midterms but i'm okay with that whatever and i was like watching (laughs) i was watching like cnn and nbc i was like switching between those two because they were doing different coverage and i was watching hassan too hassan biker and i was like okay i gotta take my exam now and we was like good luck and then i get off and then immediately back onto the fucking stream (laughs) and it was it was like just so i don't know it's like it's like the super bowl for me like on god like i know we shouldn't think about politics like that but it's so fun yeah it's the one time a year i put the news on (laughs) (laughs) yeah for real but so as we were just saying the red wave did not happen but there is one place that you could say a definite definitive definitive red wave did happen and that is the good old or better yet horrible old state of florida where we both fucking live uh, oh, because yeah. uh, you know florida really just really <clears throat> really really pulled through for the republicans this time i think DeSantis beat christ for governor I think it's by 20 points now. Uh, yeah, close to 20. Yeah. Uh, maybe ni- 19 and a half, it looks like. So basically yeah, 20 points. Yeah, 19.4. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rubio Rubio beat Demings by, I think, 16, 15 or 16 points. Yeah, looks like it's 16 points, 16.4 points. So <laughs> a lot of people are saying that this is kind of a plus. Obviously, it's a plus for Florida Republicans, just generally. But everyone is saying that this kind of affirms DeSantis to like for his presidential run and that he's going to be more popular than Trump. And like, sure, that's right. But I mean, when you look at Rubio also doing just about the same good as him, like the same as him, I don't think it necessarily speaks to the person. I think it speaks to the the state of Florida, honestly. Yeah, and, how, and the, the party loyalty in yeah, Florida. 
and how far we have we have pushed away from our swing state status to just being like another Republican stronghold. Like you know, every election, Florida or and Texas will go to Republicans, and California, Oregon, Washington, New York are going to go to Democrats, and then everything else is kind of a toss up. So like right now, personally, after looking at this, I'm like, just I know we're kind of jumping the gun here, but I think the new swing states, the new ones, obviously there's some there. I think the new prime ones are going to be Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and I want to say Nevada, honestly. Yeah, Nevada's looking a little close in all of its races. I think I think if you want to look to 2024 and kind of think about what the key states are going to be there or going to be for that election, it's going to be those ones I just I just listed. I think that Florida is oh Georgia too probably Georgia is a pretty big kind of moving mm-hmm. towards swing state status now, but Florida I think I think is stuck in the right. I don't think that it's going to be pulled through. And this win was like literally fucking crazy, like literally the you know. I don't ever see like Associated Press call a race unless they're like 100% sure when like 10% of the vote is in. But like they called it for DeSantis like right away. And yeah, the they just knew. And I was like, fuck, like we're fucked. Like I knew, I yeah. knew that they were going to win coming into this, but I didn't know it was going to be that quick. Yeah. No, I thought we'd at least maybe get something like the next morning. Like maybe uh-huh. they'd lead me on for a little bit, but no. Uh, some good news to come out of Florida, though, is in, I believe, is it the Orlando's 10th 10th district? Yeah, yeah. Maxwell Frost won the first mm-hmm. Gen Z member of Congress. Yep. Uh, 25 years old, very progressive, March for Our Lives kind of guy. I think he'll he'll add a nice, fresh perspective to a very decrepit Congress. I think so. Uh, so I think that'll be nice. So, I hope there's more people his age that go into it. Yeah, keeping with Florida on the flip side of that. Uh, very, very close to where we live on the in the Tampa Bay area. Um, in Pinellas, the 13th district of Florida, elected uh, Anna Paulina Luna, who is a fucking lunatic. Hey! She, she <laughs> that was good. Is MAGA through and through. I remember seeing her signs everywhere being like, uh, bring domestic oil production here. And it's like Trump endorsed. And it's like, so you're basically just like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, fucking part two. Um, yeah. So yeah, when you see something good happening, something bad's going to happen. And if you're going to look at overall right now, the districts in, in Florida, 20 of them are Republican and only eight are Democratic. And we yeah. know that even like for fucking like for DeSantis, Tampa and Miami-Dade went red. Like what? Yeah. And even in the House, there were three seats that flipped in Florida to from blue to red. Yeah. Mainly in like college like oh, areas yeah jacksonville jacksonville is red and tallahassee's red now too mm-hmm. and then some parts like closer to tampa, tampa. bay like where tampa, luna though, won like yeah. that was a flip flip yeah. vote i think that's like st pete st pete area right yeah i think like so pinellas i mean yeah but tampa's tampa's district stayed blue More, the main areas stayed blue but jacksonville switching was a big shock and it is due to the fact that florida state house or state Congress, I guess, is Republican run and has been for quite a while. And we know the census came with 2020. That thus came the redistricting lines that needed to be drawn. And they gerrymandered the fuck out of them. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure DeSantis's little redistricting map he drew last year didn't hurt his chances at mm-hmm. winning but or honestly, any of his buddies. I don't even know if it helped him as much and like Rubio more than just like, the hog country that is Florida has returned to. Like I recently just drove through Georgia 
And, you know, I saw a few Trump signs and like I was in bumpkin ass Georgia. I also saw a sign that said Democrats hate you. But like, you know, nothing Trumpy Trump. But when you like drive anywhere in Florida, it's like all over the fucking place. People are like, oh, yeah, Trump, Trump DeSantis, Trump, Pen- like keep America great. Like I see like 20 signs every day and it's like fucking we're like hog country now. Like we are prime real estate. I mean, CPAC is held in Orlando. Like, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I know I know we're from Florida, so we're talking about that. So if you're not if you're listening, you're not from Florida. I'm sorry, but we're gonna we're gonna move on now. I think we're just yeah. gonna we're just gonna roll up the coast. I think uh, straight to Georgia. Georgia is really big, big disappointment there in the gubernatorial race. Yeah. Our endorsement <laughs> on our last GBI episode didn't really work out too well. Uh, Brian Kemp came through. He got like I think what eight points over Stacey Abrams. Yeah, so it I was it was relatively close, but yeah, it looks like eight points. It I would say that's a blowout. I'd say he cooked her. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to be optimistic. Yeah, no, he <laughs> cooked the fuck out of her. But also yeah. another thing with with um, Georgia, the Senate race, even though it didn't go to Warnock, Warnock versus Walker, Warnock being the um, Democratic candidate and the incumbent, that was much closer by only Warnock had 49.4 Herschel Walker had 48.5 and the fact that the governor's race was split by eight points shows that a lot of Georgians were either skipping the uh senator choice on their ticket or they were they were um like mixed ticket voting I guess they were voting for yeah. Brian Kemp as governor and then voting for Warnock as senator so that's really interesting to see and I think it really shows you how fucking bad shit Herschel Walker is because I mean, not even to his own fault, but just like the severe amount of head trauma that he's taken on, uh, can't be good for your chances to be running for Congress. Yeah. So, no, he even said that he wasn't an intelligent man. Yeah, so I he think... was a Georgia Bulldog. <laughs> Go dogs. Go dogs. Shout out Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's where she went to school. Oh, for real. But she won. yeah, that's she won going firmly. Into... She won very firmly. No even... surprise yeah, there. Up... Yeah. Yeah. Uh... But also another thing with Georgia, I want to say, I think uh, one thing we're going to be getting into later, too, is that a lot of Trump endorsed candidates lost um, Mm -hmm. across the country. And that's kind of what they're saying. Trumpism is dead. DeSantis is on the rise. He's going to get the nominee, whatever, whatever. But in Georgia, Brian Kemp was one person who even like not really like distinctly or like any vow of like courage, but he like distanced himself from Trump. He didn't obviously commit like what treason and like give trump thirteen thousand votes you know what i mean which yeah. i guess a lot of georgia republicans saw that as him moving away from trump and trump is not the most popular character right now judging by how a lot of other things went in other states so yeah yeah i think that could be another reason why but um the next i'd say the next closest the best state i mean you got states like alabama south carolina i mean we knew that show was gonna happen all the all yeah, the like, southern states i mean like texas 30 point margins yeah Texas was a big margin for Beto losing, but I mean, I had hope for Beto. I knew it wasn't going to happen, probably. Abbott Every time him. I see his name pop up, I am yeah. just rooting for Beto. I I just want him to, I just want him to win something. My man he keeps losing. He needs to run losing. for like a house seat good... or something. Yeah. Like, he needs to start small. Like he, he He's wasn't, going for big swings. Wasn't very prime in the, in the uh, presidential election. Was not very prime in the Senate race against Cruz right he ran against Cruz yeah. and then yeah. governor lost again same with Stacey Abrams she lost twice now 
and she doesn't really have a clear path of how to build herself up in politics from this because the senators are both Democrats and the next one morning they'll be for two more years. So I don't know. I, I think that Texas and I think Texas is kind of a lost cause. Honestly, I think it's been for a long yeah. time. I think there's ways to move it by maybe a, your local elections, but Georgia, Georgia disappointed me with that runoff election that's happening with Herschel Walker and yeah. Warnock, but Fucking... December 6th, we'll know. Yeah, Warnock can't get a break. His last election went into runoff, too. Mm-hmm. Literally Him and John so. Ossoff, but they both won. So hopefully we can keep that keep that momentum up. The Democrats will go out again on December 6th and yeah. hopefully he can pull it out. Yeah, I think I think he can. I feel like a lot of Republicans are not going to want to go and vote again the second time, especially yeah. for Herschel Walker. That's probably hard enough to do one time to have to do it yeah, again. Yeah, no, literally, when you have qual- uh, candidate quality that's that poor, <laughs> it must be hard to circle the same bubble twice. Yeah, they're really just looking at the color and being like, that's fire. But uh, <laughs> another, another key thing that's happening right now, uh, another key state I want to take a look at. Uh, we'll move to the West Coast in a second, but I want to just keep on the East and the Midwest um wisconsin was really interesting this year because they had incumbent governor who was expected to lose in polling pulled it out tony evers however u.s senator uh ron johnson i think yeah he was the incumbent he uh beat out mandela barnes who was a democratic opponent to him um by only one point which was really interesting like like we were saying you know um the democratic party should not be doing this well this year and also Another race that was really important was Michigan. And Michigan was Gresham Whitmer, the incumbent Democrat, versus Tudor Dixon, which is the fucking worst name I ever heard in my life. Uh, and she won by... Tudor con- Dixon. Yeah. She won by a considerable margin. I want to say nine. It looks like eight eight and some change points right here. So, uh, mm-hmm. And I think that this is an important distinction to make because, yes, historically, the president who's, who's in power, their party, does shitty in the midterms. I mean, we saw that 2018 with Trump. Uh, he lost like 40 seats. Uh, Obama mm-hmm. lost like 16 or 60 seats. Bush lost like 30. But, you know, a lot of people were downplaying the Roe v. Wade shit. A lot yeah. of people were downplaying it towards the election. They're saying it's not as big of a deal as inflation and crime. So we're not taking it into account. But, you know, when you when you look at a state like Michigan, who literally voted on abortion and they voted in a ballot measure and they voted to, to put abortion to the state constitution, make that... Um, a right to everyone, same as Roe v. Wade as the fetal viability, so that 23-week period. And they voted for Gretchen Whitmer, the incumbent Democratic governor, who was expected to lose. Big Gretch. Um, you see them doing really well. But then you look at New York, a a uh, state that, you know, they're, they have abortion rights. They are not really worrying about anything that's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Kathy Hochul only won by, like, five points the governor's yeah. race. And if you look at the House, they've lost. I think they've there like there's like three House seats that have switched to Republican so far. The margin yeah. of House seats is 14 Democrat, 10 Republican. And I think for a state who wasn't worried about abortion, compared to a state that was worried about abortion, like Michigan, that like New York kind of performed how a normal midterm would go, but Michigan defied those rules because they were worried about other things that were going on, like yeah. like women's autonomy, and we know that. We know that abortion is like a huge polarizing issue that will get people out the vote and Democrats really campaigned on that. So I think that that's I think that's the biggest reason we're not seeing what we've seen historically during midterm elections. 
Yeah, and honestly, I mean, I think uh, Democrats didn't play well. I think Roe should have been codified fucking 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, but it honestly, it played out in their favor because the, we would have seen a much larger red wave if this wasn't such a big uh like ticket like issue no on the yeah ballot for many people guarantee i mean fucking kevin mccarthy who's like probably gonna be the house speaker or house mm-hmm. ma- majority leader um he he was like expecting to see a 60 60 seat swap uh to republicans but right now uh as the new york time reports like i said thursday um democrats are are republicans have won or are favored to win 200 and I want to say 21 seats it was that I read at this point. And you need 218 for a majority in the House. So, yeah, so even if they do have the majority, it's going to be a very slim very majority slim. that they have over them. And it looks like it's going to be that way for the Senate, too, because right now um, we're at 58 or 48-48 on both sides. So no, obviously think, we have Georgia. I think that um, I think that it's 48-49. I think I think oh, okay. at this point Republicans have one more. But we flipped oh, okay. we flipped Pennsylvania. Shout out Fetterman. Yeah. That's who I was just about to get to. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about him a little bit. So um and then we'll get into like the My races boy. that we were just talking about. But um yeah. John Fetterman fucking beat out Mehmet Oz, who was a Trump endorsed candidate. This is where a lot of people are pulling from for Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, another key state where abortion was really on the ballot. Um and a Trump endorsed candidate, two of them were also, and both of them lost by a pretty good margin. John Fetterman, yeah. they weren't expecting to call that race for a couple of days, but they ended up calling that race in the middle of the night, or not in the middle of the night, but like late at night on Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. And he won by four points, John Fetterman, which is yeah. pretty, pretty distinctive in a swing state like Pennsylvania. And also, I think that, our, and then also looking at the governor's race, um, Josh Shapiro, the Democratic candidate. Uh, they were both of these were I think were open seats. I think they were both incumbent or previously held by Republicans, but both of them were open seats in the sense that both yeah. of them had retired. So Josh Shapiro won that race by looks like fourteen points. Yeah, absolutely swept the floor with Doug Mastriano. Yeah, Doug Mastriano God was like bless. Doug Mastriano was like worst Carrie Lake. She is yeah. he was like very election denying, stop the steal kind of candidate. And he was also Trump endorsed and he lost both of the Trump endorsed candidates lost in Pennsylvania. So I think that this is why a lot of people are saying Trump is out. DeSantis is in because all of his endorsed candidates are losing. Yeah. Did you see what he said? And it was like, if the candidates I've endorsed win, I should get all the credit. And if they lose, that shouldn't be put on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he's all, like, I mean, that's just how he is, you know? It's just, it's so funny. But so I guess nothing's put on him because half his candidates are losing. No. And, you know, the hogs will still love him. But oh, yes, yeah, as of right now, the only gained seat in the Senate is uh, the Fetterman seat in Pennsylvania. And that's to the Dems. So right now, for a path to victory, the Dems need two more seats, whether that be from Nevada and Arizona, Arizona and Georgia, uh, or Nevada and Georgia, we don't know. But Yeah, it uh, looks like we're definitely going to get Arizona. Yeah, as of, mm, I wouldn't say definitely, we are 70% reporting only. We They do have a five-point lead, it looks like. But yeah. so Arizona, the, the race that I was very interested in was Blake Masters versus Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly's the Democratic uh, candidate. And I don't know. I think that I think we just got to sit and wait a little bit. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 
it's, like it's it's definitely hard to tell but in this current moment i feel like it's it's looking all right for kelly but yeah, i, I mean time can good. tell it was also looking good for adam frisk it's still okay the adam it's frisk not looking stuff, though it's not looking bad there's a lot of the only places that need to be counted for frisch right now frisch is running in colorado's third district against lauren bober the the counties that that need to be counted still are counties that are like plus eight or to ten democrat for frisch and Mm -hmm. you know it's a very slim race but it's likely to go into a recount that's for sure yeah i think it will definitely go into a recount because it has just been so close like this Mm -hmm. entire time yeah but right now that's a really big race for the house and like i said that would be one that would be another house that democrats are taking away right now uh democrats have lost seven seats and i think uh republicans have gained six seats so they have gained i think a net total of six that means so they're almost like or they've gained a net total of one seat i don't even know i don't know too much work for me but they're gonna they're very likely to take the house the senate though the senate is very very yeah you know uh like we were saying arizona kelly's holding right now pretty hard 70 percent of the vote needs to be reported a lot of it however does need to come from uh, areas around Tucson and Phoenix, which are usually blue. And then Nevada, mm-hmm. Black Salt is uh, beating incumbent Cortez Masto right now. And um, it's only by two points and only like 80% of the vote is reported. And they, the thing with the people out West is that they count all the votes that are in on election day first and then take a couple of days to count all the mail-in votes. And I think with the Trump stuff, we saw when Trump and Biden were running, we saw a lot of mail-in ballots um from maricopa county uh for trump so it's, yeah it's really it's way too close to call you can just got to count them it's going to take a couple days they said they said at the earliest thursday night so today that we're recording this tonight would be the earliest that they would get results but i doubt it i think it's going to be well into friday maybe even saturday before we get any results on that yeah um, and we won't even know who has the majority until December something with the runoff. Well, unless unless probably unless Democrats win both Nevada and Arizona. If they do, oh, they true, get, then. if they do they get the majority. True. So only time will tell. Only time will tell, that's for sure. It's really it's very they will have the same majority as they did last time, I guess, in the sense that 50-50 mm-hmm. um Kamala Harris Plus is the, the vice president, yeah. yeah. So, we'll see if they win Georgia too. I mean, Georgia Herschel, her, or Raphael Warnock is technically in the lead right now, but because of the states that they have in Georgia, if they don't reach 50%, that goes immediately to a runoff. So, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about with the candidates. I think it's just a lot of waiting, you know, I was expecting to have some more stuff to talk about, about how all the, um, what I think is going to happen and everything, but I don't know. We're just going to be waiting. We'll probably recap it next week. Maybe we'll post a little short video talking about it too, you know, um, just to mm-hmm. give you guys an update and information about everything. But these house seats, man, there's a lot of house seats left to count. Yeah. So I, I don't know how long it's going to be, honestly. Yeah, no, there's still a lot. But there are also some like really positive things to come out of this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Um, There's like a bunch of like transgender candidates that won their races. The first mm-hmm. ever transgender man. uh voted in the state legislature today like i said the first ever gen z congressperson um the first out lesbian governor i mm-hmm. believe there's a lot of stuff 
for I guess uh, inclusivity and getting yeah. different voices on the national scale. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying earlier, uh, talking about Michigan's uh, abortion proposition on the ballot, uh, there was about five states that mentioned abortion on the ballot, and nearly all of them voted in favor of abortion or against uh, getting rid of abortion. So, for instance, uh, California and Michigan both had a constitutional right to, I guess, reproductive freedom. Freedom. So did Vermont, and they all voted yes by pretty wide margins. And then um, Kentucky and I think it was Louisiana, Montana, sorry, uh, they voted no to heavily um, restricting or getting rid of the right to abortion. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like we were talking about, like the only people who want to get rid of abortion are the fucking crazy ass evangelical Christians that make up 30% of the voter population. So not very wide margins, but I don't know. It's, it's just so it's kind of infuriating. There's also some other stuff that was on the ballot regarding drug policy, specifically cannabis there was also the Colorado stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah. So in Maryland and Missouri, they both uh, passed things to legalize marijuana for people over 21. And in Missouri specifically, uh, they also are allowing certain people who are incarcer- incarcerated for marijuana-related offenses to petition for release. Hmm. Uh, and then in Colorado with Proposition 12, uh, they are voting to decriminalize hallucinogenic plants and fungi which I think is awesome. Yeah, um, they're 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 not 100% yet on the Colorado one, but it's it's plus 3 on the yes side. So, Ar- yeah, Ar- so- Arkansas, North Dakota and South Dakota all voted no to legalize weed. <laughs> but good moves. I think it's good that this is like getting legalized more cuz you know, people are getting arrested for these stupid charges mm-hmm. when it's already medicinal places and then they can't vote. So that's another reason why abortion is such a big ticket issue, because if abortion becomes illegal, someone seeks out an abortion, they're a felon, they can't vote. And that's also getting rid of the like women's vote. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really important to think about when you're thinking about like all of the laws and amendments that are being passed. Also on the criminal justice front, uh, Vermont, Oregon, and Tennessee removed slavery as a punishment uh, from their state constitutions, but Louisiana voted not to remove slavery mm. as a punishment. <laughs> and this is obviously not slavery. Like... This is not slavery in the classical sense, but slavery in the sense of the Thirteenth Amendment, saying that prison labor can be used as slave labor. It's okay. Uh, Louisiana is fucking. They're on ah. their own shit. Yeah. I just, I don't I even the know. Funniest graphic ever. It was like. Vermont has banned slavery. And it was like a Fox News headline or something. It was so funny. It was funny as shit. Oh my gosh. And uh, Alabama, with State Amendment 10, uh, voted to approve a new constitution, removing any racist language from it. That's, which, a big big step for Alabama. Shout out Alabama. Alabama. Maybe we shouldn't be making fun of them after they did something oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yay! Yay, Alabama! Yeah. Nevada also voted by about nine points to increase their minimum wage up to twelve dollars yeah. an hour That's by nice. uh, July of twenty twenty four. Oh my god, we forgot a huge race. Fucking JD Vance in Ohio. Speaking of oh, Ohio, you good for nothing fuckers. Tim Ryan, a representative in Ohio, lost to JD Vance, 
the motherfucker who wrote Hillbilly Elegy, who wants to be a liberal so damn bad, and who was a never Trump Republican, but then once he got the once um he was like, I want to run for Senate. He fucking got up all in brown or uh, got all up in Trump's little booty hole and was like, please give me the endorsement, please, 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 please. And then he won. He was like the only big name Trump endorsed candidate. And then also yeah. we forgot to talk about fucking uh, Arizona too. Oh my uh, the god! The governor's yeah. race, Carrie Lake versus Cat. Uh, what is it, Kathy Hobbs? I think her name is. Yeah, Something Katie Hobbs. Hobbs. Katie Hobbs. Uh, Carrie Lake is a fucking psychopath. Like Bucky literally, psycho. and the race is close right now. It is really close. Katie Hobbs is winning by about like six points, or not six points, point six. Point six. Point six. So it's still very close. That's another one, just like Georgia, what you were talking about with um, like split ticket voting, because mm-hmm. for the governor's race, it's about point six apart, and for the Senate race, Mark Kelly is leading by about five points yeah so it's really interesting to see stuff like that i think blake masters was a horrible candidate honestly just generally for arizona um, yeah i I'm, i don't think he's a good guy also i think mark kelly's the incumbent so i mean that kind of gives him some edge there mm-hmm. Terry likes a fucking psycho and if she loses she's just gonna be like oh there's election fraud in maricopa county man so yeah. we'll see how fun that is um so, yeah hopefully we can dodge that bullet yeah, but I don't know. Arizona, that was a sad sight to see. I didn't think that I didn't think that Tim Ryan was gonna win anyways, but I just fucking hate JD Vance, man. He's like Ted Cruz yeah. in the sense that he's like not he's like acts like he's like a regular fucking person, but he's like some rich fuck who wrote a book about how bad he wanted to be a liberal. That's so funny. So Oh my god. All right. Well, that's it. Like we had said earlier, it is only Thursday, now like three forty. So things are going to change. There are still races mm-hmm. to be called. There's still yeah. a runoff to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can keep you guys posted on our Instagram, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we will probably most likely be posting a like a Reels or a TikTok video updating you guys on the stuff that's going to happen. Hopefully by tomorrow we have the information from the West Coast, Nevada, and Arizona. That shit will be great. And then obviously Georgia, we won't know until December 6th, which is the runoff date. So if you are voting in Georgia, vote for Raphael Warnock. Fucking please, God. Please, Don't vote for Herschel Walker. I don't even care about the Democratic majority. I just don't want Herschel Walker to be in the Senate. Like (laughs) That's like a desecration. Literally. And if you guys want to be like, oh, I'm a Christian evangelical, fucking Raphael's a pastor. Yeah. He's a pastor. Whatever. That's like what but um you can catch us on catch us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and youtube uh video version like i said we're online this week so you know get to see our little our little squares us and our little rectangles yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah uh keep up to date with all of our shit uh through our link tree you can follow us on instagram twitter tiktok all that good stuff shoot us an email yeah, let us know what you want us to talk about you next week. Want to be on the show? Come on. <laughs> I think I think on that note, it's a good to end it. So all right, just yeah, we'll be keeping you guys updated. So just stay stay tuned. We'll probably honestly, actually, this video won't even go out until Monday. True. Yeah, whatever. If if anything big changes, all this will be my cue to edit something in right here, yeah. talking about it. Okay. All right. All right, well, on that note, I'm Mia. And I'm Alex. And this has been the Leftist Podcast. Woo! That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Stay. Right, I'm